All right. <coughs> I was afraid. I was waiting a second because I was afraid I was going to yawn <laughs> and complete a, um, I don't know. Is it a, I guess it's a tradition at this point. You do it every pod. I do it every pod. I can kind of feel it that I almost, I almost want to yawn. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Do you ever feel that? Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking about is like, humanity so weird in the sense of like these like weird little things that we do like um i was just i was drinking water earlier like most humans do right (laughs) (laughs) this whole podcast i'm just trying to convince everyone i'm not a wizard i'm a human (laughs) (laughs) um so as we all do from time to time i was drinking some water Mm -hmm. and my teeth got cold and i was like what the fuck is that um do you know why that happens i don't know why your teeth get cold yeah i was just like i was i was drinking a liquid beverage Uh of water of water (laughs) (laughs) okay and i took a sip like this and then Mm -hmm. i took a second sip and then all of a sudden my like teeth got cold like was it uncomfortable? Uncom- like an uncomfortable it like, feeling? It was like a brain freeze for my teeth. It was a a teeth freeze. <laughs> I I don't know. We can ask we can ask Bard why does why do your teeth get cold when you're, you drink water? You're I've heard you're the master of Bard in the household now. I think you ask it way less depressing questions than I ask it. <laughs> Does, do you have friends? You know, what do you, what are your goals? <laughs> I'm like checking to make sure the AI is like not, stable. yeah, <laughs> not lonely. You know, why did my teeth freeze though? I don't like that face. Is it good or are you just having trouble reading? <laughs> <laughs> all right is it gonna cost me money or not is that is this where it's going That whole process was disgusting. The human body should. <laughs> um, so My gums are have... shooting out things. So you could have gum recession cavities. No. You might be grinding your teeth. Yes. If you do too much teeth whitening. No. Um, or bruxism is a condition in which If you have dentinal hypersensitivity, there are a number of things you can do to relieve the pain. 
Maybe avoid drinking cold ice water. It wasn't even like ice water though. It's like pretty close to room temperature. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it it didn't hurt this time, that much, <laughs> as I as I drank some water. Is it more than that? Well, probably your it's probably because like your molars are yeah. like half the brain. Oh, uh, you do. So they're the most like worn down. Makes so that's sense. Why people's cavities and root canals are always in the back. Uh, I've never had a cavity. I've never been a dentist. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I have a lot of different things I want to talk about tonight. Mostly try to avoid stock. No, I'm just kidding. Um Well, you know what I you know what I was thinking about? I I've been like So you're right. Like I have been in my head a lot this la- this last week. There's there's been a lot of thinking going on, a lot of hair pulling, um, and when I'm when I'm thinking, I start to like get, I start to think about my thinking, and then I start to think about how I appear to other people, and um, so I I've thought about this maybe four times now. I'm sorry, this I'm I'm winding this story up slowly here. My brain's trying to calculate how to tell the story. <laughs> so I was thinking about, you know, how I tell jo- how I tell jokes in the chat and then no one will laugh, which is totally fine. But then I, I realized, like, you know, it's probably like me going to you know like me re like watching someone's video and i or oh so the it's always sunny podcast right i want to hear them talk about the show but i mean like i do enjoy them talking together as like friends like it is interesting to hear about their lives and stuff and to understand that part but at times i'm like i'm like okay okay like i really want to hear about this episode like that's what i came here for and i was like you know that's what i'm doing i'm i'm trying to Throw, you know, throw in a stand-up act. <laughs> in your chat, I mean, I'm not trying to throw in a stand-up act, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure people are like, okay, okay, can you like, please get back to the stocks? But I know I have them by the balls that they, you know, <laughs> it's um, I. I tell a lot of jokes, I think, to help keep my own attention and to keep my, my stress low. That's and, and also, too, I'm fucking neurotic, and I just repeat Futurama. Well, you, you unfortunately have dealt with a lot of... In your life. So, like, yeah. I feel like the way you cope with your stress, you just... Have very dark things. That's how you fucking cope. But you know, if that's what works for you, then that's what works for you. I mean, I uh, think your jokes are funny. I know. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's the really the most important thing to me. At the end of the day, 
Yeah. That's a, I, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like there's been a lot of sadness and a lot of things I'm dealing with. I'm not trying to bring, I mean, I think people use like, not use, but like, why do you watch a TV show? Right. Like it's, it's sort of an escape for entertainment in some ways. Right. You want to like, just let go of everything that you're dealing with for a little bit of time and and like you know just relieve yourself of reality because reality is always just so pressing so um i mean i hope people enjoy the entertainment that i provide i think they do but um and i hope it's entertaining in some way to just yeah. watch a guy that thinks he's a fucking wizard 600 year it's <laughs> you wake up and you're like, this guy's right you know what i realized that too so like the sub stack has grown so much at this point is that um and i i started to backtrack over the in the last three bl- uh blog posts like daily posts uh a lot of my old teach like a lot of the teachings that i really went over when i was originally in the, the tell when i originally wrote through a telegram um and i realized that like 90 percent of my followers at this point that are on the paid sub stack probably don't realize like hey you should be using hike and a cna like for your candles that you know that it creates a much more clean picture because then you can look at you know weighted volume which is more important for price action than than just you know an unweighted candle um, in terms of statistics, you determine more realistic price action by using Hiken. Or like, why is th- why is the three minute candle important for learning? You know, technical at first, and then working your way up through higher time frames. Or, uh, you know, why is it important to holistically approach stock? Or why do we follow whales? You know, and um, so I think I have to sit down and reintroduce myself to the entire into the entire you know tribe of you know this is why things work for me this is why the strategy works this is why i can predict and detect things in the market so well so consistently without you know um fear of it yeah and and like you know the the very like intricacies of like the trading day how the trading day is broken down into multiple blocks and that you can predict certain uh, uh buying biases at different parts and different times of the day and how you should generally act as you're like going through like r1 retail session one which is the first hour of trading oftentimes that's it's a heavy flood of, of volume and um you don't want to take a trade during that time from you know because it's it's risky because the trend for the day hasn't necessarily developed and you don't necessarily know which way it's going to go. I mean, you might have algorithms that are working to show you sort of like an outline of like what the intraday action might be, or you might have a macro hunch that, you know, I think it's going to devolve this way or a certain way. Right. Um, but uh, for the most part, there's also like the psychological side of it that, that is super important. And it, it will save you like a lot, a lot in profitability and stuff if if you understand how it's broken down. So I think I have to almost write a mega mega post that kind of just covers the the trading guide like one hundred and one again. So okay, 
I'll try to work on that this weekend <laughs> and see if I can write it and, and get it to come together and, and, and finish it up. Like I, I realized like today I, I went back to one one of, of like, why is liquidity important? You know, like markets are literally liquidity and we're following an auction theory. And, um, I've never in my, in my whole time on Twitter and it's been since I've been on Twitter since 2009. Um, I've never really seen like, uh, anyone outside, outside of like behind closed doors of like funds discuss, discuss like auction theory or like why auction theory matters and like, how does a bid ask system work and how does the NASDAQ set up versus, you know, the New York stock exchange and, why does the NASDAQ have typically more momentum stock versus why does, you know, versus like New York stock exchange tends to have more stability in stock price. The changes are much more mild fluctuations. So, um, and, and it's all because of like the literal hard, like hardcore defined systems that, that stocks are set up on. And you have to understand from, from the ground up the system that you're in, right? It's not just a, a simple, madness to it there's there's if you can understand what drives it right in the same way of if you can understand what's going to drive a whale if you understand what drives an exchange you understand what the major biases are for it like why why don't bears exist well it's because okay and we're back so uh one of our kids got really sick and then we we got delayed by like over an hour two two hours or two so. hours yeah and but we're back you know what was so funny was like i was i was playing around with the idea of doing like a three-hour pod <laughs> yeah and we would have been and that's ending. not there's no way that's happening now <laughs> no no but you know what um we we're trying to do three pods this week so no, not really. That was just a joke. No, but we're going to because oh, I told you I was I told you I was <laughs> going to say this on a pod. I've been pushing for us to get the pods out, but you know, we've been busy with other things. So, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. You're going to push Because me. if Gwen says that she wants something to happen, it usually happens yeah. if I'm pretty on you about it. So, They'll be getting three pods this week. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> you, you know what? I I forgot what I was I was gonna say. Um, shoot, about the. You, oh, you know, I I told you this joke before before we started the pod up, but I had thought about it before that. We should just every time we start a pod, we should just sit there for ten minutes in silence and wait for the for the interruption that always happens. <laughs> There's always an interruption. Yeah. I think I think literally every podcast there's been an interruption. Like actually. Yeah, but they're used to that kind of quality. The the I, incredible yeah. high quality of I'll never forget the, the chaotic the first the first pod. First that, pod was very chaotic. That was yeah. so chaotic. Which is weird. Yeah. Well, I won't get. I won't go back into that. All that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was about to like explain something technically important. <laughs> but you about understanding trading and about hiking and yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then I saw uh, ERW posted a whole bunch of my old journal writings on, into the chat uh, tonight about how to read hiking and how to how to watch different candle bodies and all that stuff. He kept he he's kept like a ton of a ton of my journals that um, I don't know how he's able to search back through them because for me I I'm so technology technologically incompetent in some in some things it's funny because like i can write you know i mean algorithms what are they they're really just really advanced mathematical equations yeah right um and uh but then you know i don't know a simple search function on telegram and i'm not willing to learn it either (laughs) drives you like you're like i don't know this but you also don't what i was just saying could you hold the mic closer to your you want me to hold it in my mouth well no you're just talking very lightly well we have kids asleep but yeah okay i'm done if you're gonna just mock me (laughs) fuck it nope i'm done keep talking Okay. okay. Well, no, but your voice just came back now Now that you're mad. Now that I am angry <laughs> at you. <sighs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, so anyway, anyways, I, I guess the things that the I think from what I was trying to get at was that I really forgot how much um, my a lot of a lot of the people following me have probably turned over at this point. Um, and even that, I mean, I'm at 750-something followers, I think, or subscribers. And, I mean, at the height of the Telegram, I had maybe 420. Why is that funny? 420 is just a number. Please it. <laughs> <laughs> and... So I don't know. It's just one of those. It's one of those mindful lapses that I had. Um, you know, it's it's funny is that like because we've skipped two hours of this pod at this point, is I'm like hurry up. Like they they've probably been waiting for so long. They want to hear you like get to stocks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, we're at what like ten minutes. I think we're around fifteen minutes right now. So it's not. Well, start talking about stock then. I don't know. Well, I wanted to ask you some questions first. Okay. (laughs) Well, my first question is is, um, Have I just been insufferable this week? Yes. (laughs) There was no hesitation. Yeah. Um, I I would say a lot of long nights. A lot of hmm, distance, like you, you've been distancing yourself, trying to just make sure that, um, you know, everything, your calls are correct and what you're writing has been correct, which kind of crazy how like it, it seemed like the market was going back up is what you told me. And then now it's, it's gone back down exactly like you predicted. So, yeah, I mean... But you you really truly start obsessing over your work to the point where like 
other things essentially get like shut out, which, you know, that's okay. If you want to be like a master at your craft, you have to do that sometimes. So I wouldn't say you've been insufferable, but you've been kind of a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I've been cranky. I don't like macro makes me cranky because Mac, I, so on, so there's, there's, I, over the, since last November, I've been promoting stock pickums, which is like you choose an individual stock, you play that stock, you know, like you really just have to be well-versed in, in whichever one you choose. Right. But it's mostly a nine to five, it's mostly a nine to five following on it. It doesn't have to be late night research, like crazy research on it. You right. can take the, you can coast pretty well. If Cause you, it's like if the you know smaller ones that you've been picking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, they're not as affected by macro. Yeah. Right. So the problem with um, macro being dominant again, all of a sudden my my work hours go from, I mean, it wasn't nine to five before, but right. It was much more constrained to a regular work schedule. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Right. Is right. Like, I mean all the other shit anyways um to now you know getting texts at like midnight about updates in the chinese economy or something like that that was crazy and you know i mean um or you know a friend calling you that to you know pass something along about about you know a certain liquidity maneuver in a bank or or something like that um and it's just it's just it's everything and it's everywhere all at once and you have to constantly sort it in your head to make it make sense i mean and and not only that you have to predict the trend before it happens so i have to know the little the little signals mm-hmm. for when the rats are starting to flee the ship because like the rats will flee the ship first before the ship sinks. Right. So I have to know what those little inklings are, the little slight shifts in what liquidity is and be able to perfectly predict it and, and get it correct. I mean, so I wrote on Friday. So people were like, well, when, when will you, when will, you know, we know that like liquidity is shifting. And, you know, I gave, I gave people a very easy, rule of thumb to follow because part of it too is like well what kind of order of magnitude are you really as a trader like you know are you just in a, are you i'm not saying this like i'm not saying this to look down on on anyone or anything like that i'm just saying that you know there's different levels of commitment i think you can get by on as a as a trader you just got to figure out you know what what's your category level you fit in yeah what category you fit yeah. in like what do you want to be yeah. And I don't think I mean part of it too is like FinTwit so misunderstands that. Um that you know it's just somehow they took all the toxic parts of of grind of like grinding or like grind culture and we're like there's only one kind of trader and he he trades 24 hours a day and he takes thousands of trades and you know he he gets only wins and they're all a thousand percent wins. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you did the math on that, 
they would probably be that one trader. He was actually doing that. He'd probably be uh, wealthier than than everyone combined in like a week. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's Not so possible. ridiculous what yeah. what some of those writings were like even like two years ago on on Twitter. Um, but so what what I'm trying to say though is like you know so I mean sometimes people are just trying to manage their 401k or you know maybe someone's objective is just I want some, a little bit of extra cash each week so that me and you know my wife or, or my partner or whoever we can we can go have a meal you know mm-hmm. out during the week right or or something Vacation, right there's like right there's different like levels of like what people want out of life and I think um as a teacher you need to be understanding of that and open to it I mean but also the the risk though right because the higher the reward the higher the risk and so like essentially you're saying like the people that that trade that just want the extra cash like it's not as much of a loss or it shouldn't be much of a loss it shouldn't be as much of a loss they shouldn't be putting up yeah right but then like when you're when you're doing heavier trades and yeah then it then it requires like okay so you're putting up more risk well then you should be putting more time you should be putting more time into it right and so it goes back to um so for the macro it's everything everywhere all at once Mm -hmm. um and that means that i have to i have to you know not only consistently calculate work with the team work work with you know figuring out what the data is and and then assemble it and then you know on top of that right write a uh, paper every day essentially i mean today's paper was 14 minute 14 it was a 14 minute read mm-hmm. trying to one. cover macro yeah <laughs> and um but the thing is is that all of, all of a sudden right so like on on friday i i write a paper and it it covers two it covers two what i believe are the two most important parts for um uh for the markets right now it was china and in the uh, us dollar to japanese yen mm-hmm. and i i talked through both those and explained and then i mean like literally that night china china goes through a collapse or sunday night i can't remember right but yeah you know it was one of the night it was one of the first nights of that that opening right after i wrote the paper and then same thing was then all of a sudden it, us dollar japanese yen becomes one of the hottest top topics on twitter right and um you know what so so like it, it's I, there's a lot that goes in behind the scenes that i don't think people necessarily understand that i'm putting in to it and um Essentially, your desk is a is is the like the little globe. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little globe. There's yeah. um, I, so I think what I was trying to get at is like that. That's why I get cranky. It's because then all of a sudden it's it's eighteen hours a day minimum. Yeah. There's some. There's going to be some days where, or there's going to be some runs where macro is so intense. I'm going 72 hours without sleep, writing, you know, and running at full speed mm-hmm. to capture everything. And um, it's important for me to deliver back to, you know, my Substack what 
what the research is at, at a fun level, because I think um, for me, it's a, it's a question of, of morality. I don't think that it's, it's ethical or, or moral for um, funds to have such a level of wealth disparity and for them to use it maliciously against, you know, people of the middle class that, or, or, you know, whatever class you are and um, who just want to live, you know, a simple, not necessarily a simple life, but just, they want to be happy in life. I mean, they, they want to be able to live free. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think it has to be that way. So, I mean, maybe it's a little too ideologically, like, romanticized. You know what I mean? But yeah. at the same time, too, I think I think it's important that a lot of this knowledge, like, gets passed on to people and that, that they can come to it. Um, and so you're just going to have to fucking deal with, with Cranky Mer- Merlin for a little bit until Macro doesn't become a... A big thing. I mean, yeah, that I I know I like pop my head into your office sometimes and like I can't even I mean I've learned I feel like I learned a lot so far with like watching you do your trades and things, but I don't think I've ever seen you trade macro or like you've walked me through the steps of it. And so, like, seeing how big, like, how big of a jump and, like, how much these whales can, like, impact the entire market is crazy to me. It is. I it mean, It gives me a headache. And I look at it for three fucking minutes. <laughs> and you look at it all day. But I think you enjoy it. I think I like solving the puzzle yeah. of it. And I, it, there is some satisfaction in like, you know, I wrote, I write the thesis on Friday. It, per, the market perfectly flips. No way you like to be right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. it's so. It is satisfying because you put like almost essentially like your blood, sweat and tears into it. And then like it comes on your right. And you right, can take my time a is justified like, for the investment. You can take like a breather. Yeah. Oh, but think. then it happens. I think too, though, that um, a piece of it, like, uh, I'm I'm getting tired, so my brain isn't is like it starts to go somewhere, and then and then it like, You're like yeah. and then I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, that that didn't work, um, and now I'm just rambling, so. Um, it's okay. I think, like, I, I mean, yeah, just you do a lot of work. It's okay that you've been grumpy, but this pod doesn't have to be an apology towards me. <laughs> it's not what this is. Well, for. that's good because it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's an apology towards them. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, it, it, macro is intense. There's a lot that goes into it. I think. I think, um, you know, I, at the same time too, like, you know, you can, ma- you can master it. I think that part of like being successful and as you go up the ropes of, su- of success is making sure to delegate off the right invest, like the right investments into other things. Right. So like, um, you know, if you have to dig a really big hole, 
you don't want to just buy a, a a garden you know a garden shovel you want to you want to buy one of those big fuckers you know or like you know maybe maybe buy a cat you know and just scoop up the dirt right it's it's like if you're expecting good returns and good investment um it's worth investing in yourself and and you know putting putting down money for for like good research i think you know i mean i it's not like even for me i have resources that i lean into all the time it's not just like i'm i'm creating this original research and stuff and there's a team and there's there's all kinds of things that that go into it right mm-hmm. and i mean at the end of the day i'm i'm composing a lot of it i'm i'm synthesizing it and i'm 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 turning it you know turning it down to this very focused view for yeah. people because i think so what I uh, now I remember what I was trying to get at earlier is that there's different levels to right to investing. Well, there's also like tiers of knowledge of what you really need to understand to to get the idea, right? So like I can I can explain very basically why the yen is important, and I mean I could explain why the yen is important in a very long paper. Like the whole paper could just be about why the yen is important what the mechanics are behind it all the stuff right that that affect it but i think you know it's important too that that there's like research that 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 research is synthesized and understandable because if you're trying to wade in as a trader you know well first off you're the decision maker so you you need so in order to have the ability to make good decisions you need good data right and the data needs to be tuned down to a level of that you can easily wrap your head around it. I mean, for me, that's that's what I'm trying to go for every single time. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's why oftentimes, like, somebody will explain something to me, and then then I go, okay. So, and I try to put it into my own simpler terms. Like, I try to make it simpler each time. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps me. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm good at what I do because. <laughs> I'm able to to not try to hold this long paper in my head and like have to then recall different pieces of it and yeah all that stuff. I just I I take what the key points are and I take the key words and I I keep and I figure out what the hell the gist of it is and I make simple rules for it. Yeah. Right? If this then that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh for what I was saying earlier, like how do you measure liquidity? So the simple rule of thumb is you take HYG and for right now you're just measuring if it's over 74, it's risk on. That means that it's a, a good liquid environment that that people are taking risk exposure in. If it's a risk, if it's below 74, then it's risk off. Go you neutralize like your portfolio. You you take the risk off, you reduce exposure, like it's you know, you do you do the right things to to limit yourself down. Right, and then you potentially also look at you know shorting the market and, and that kind of stuff if it if it makes sense in the moment, right? But so the the tricky thing was was on Friday was that um, HRG was at seventy four eight when um, I wrote my thesis. So how the fuck did I I know that liquidity was starting to change? And one of the really uh, critical things that I think other that people can go look at themselves without having to buy, you know, a uh, $20,000, you 
you know, subscription or something like that is, so the St. Louis Fed puts out a whole bunch of, of charts and they measure the economy. They measure uh, how fast money moves through the economy. They measure all different kinds of things. One of, one of it is M2, M2 velocity. So uh, M2 velocity is a ratio of how often a single dollar gets you gets used in the account like turns over in use in the economy Mm -hmm. so if velocity is going up that means that the dollar that a single dollar is getting used a bunch more which means that there is less cash in the system Mm -hmm. and if people have been following the pod for a little bit of time they'll remember like my engine analogy right if you put that the fed is essentially putting oil into the engine oil is liquidity right so you want there just to be the just right amount of oil running through the engine. You don't want there to be too much because then it becomes over liquid, floods the engine, destroys it, right? Engine being the economy. Yeah. And if there's too little oil, right, then it grinds and it, it breaks into a hole and breaks down, right? Yeah. And same thing with the economy, it will break down, right? So it either goes into a heat death of, in, of inflation or it it collapses because there's not enough cash on hand for, you know, uh, businesses to keep growing. So, you know, you're trying to keep that perfect equilibrium of liquidity so that there's enough cash on hand that people can, can keep putting economy, uh, dollars back into the economy. And so M2 velocity ticked up significantly. It almost went parabolic. Um, I mean, it had been going up a bit, you know, but that was one of the real changes that you could point to. On top of then, all of a sudden, uh, foreign foreign exchange dollars became harder to move, mm-hmm. as well as yield spiked, which means that uh, cash was going to be pulled off the market. Because when yields strike uh, spike, that means premium drops, but also too that uh, that in theory dollars should be getting taken off off the market, um, or should be about to be. So like it's more of an anticip- anticipation of of I expect liquid the liquid situation to get worse or more constrained. Um, on top of there's private liquidity as well, which is way way far harder harder to measure. I mean, in some ways, M two velocity is measuring private liquidity, mm-hmm. um, but not to the same level as like something like CBOE is uh, measuring liquidity for it. So, you know, I mean, like. What are the things you can do? You can also look at like dark pool activity. One of the things that I, I mentioned in my Substack was like find symmetries, right? Like one of the one of the best things that you can do to predict future success is find a symmetry of a move, and look at what the environment of that move was at the time, right? So, and see if it if the basic underlying effects match the current environment. So, was it inflationary? Was was it deflationary? Was it, you know, um, caused by by Fed raising rates? Was there stress in the environment? What, uh, like you make a whole long list of all these things to think about and see like, okay, how much of a symmetrical match is it both on the chart? Like you look at what the chart does. So like if it drops 50 points, um, then, uh, you know, you you use that as as a, a piece of like the future prediction of the future prediction, right? So then you're like, okay, so it will drop an equivalent percent potentially 
if it's the same situation. So if it's the same macro environment situation, then um, and there's enough symmetrical match, then you like you can kind of predict future success of of the environment or future statistics of the environment, I guess. So that was a lot. I think that was really good, though, the way you broke that down. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's interesting. Um, well, yeah, I think your viewers want to hear about what, like, I don't know. I'm sure, like, I would say that your viewers probably want to know, like, how you do what you do. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you, you say, that's whiz biz, baby. <laughs> but, like, how do you do it? And you just kind of gave them an insight on, like, what you do. Right. And I think that that can help a lot of people going forward. Yeah, I, I mean. And especially it, all the new um, the new subscribers that have joined. A lot of it is, like, trying to fit multiple confirmations together mm-hmm. at the same time. So, like, I want I want, like multiple confirmations across the board so like i look at option flow and i use that as a confirmation i look at like block trades and i look at dark pull trades and use that as further confirmation right i want the whole story to make sense to build up and make sense starting from the top level of of what does the macro market want and what is it pushing for and then do the little mechanics underneath also push in the same direction and if there's a mismatch somewhere, right, along certain levels, and maybe I'll disregard an anomaly, like so. Monday, uh, on Spy, there was a triple top, and it was a low volume day, and I I looked at it and went, okay, there's no way it's going to close over four forty seven forty, right? It's like technically it it doesn't make sense. It it would have to be you know something insane mm-hmm. for for it to go do that and my mind sort of slipped because i just was i was trying to balance too many too many thoughts in my head at the same time right and you know the market slipped upwards i didn't really take into consider and what i'm saying is i didn't really take into consideration the contingency of it's a low volume environment and when liquidity flushes into the market into spy right and it's been a low volume day what that does is it pushes price up mm-hmm. like just a flooding of volume at, will just it it always creates a buy side bias and uh it's like a pop it's like almost popping a small liquidity bubble mm-hmm. like it goes up and then normally it deflates because the buyers were indiscriminate or the sellers were indiscriminate right right like both both sides of the party were were indiscriminate so it wasn't real price action that was actually going on. Yeah. Um, but what was really occurring was shares were being exchanged. And, you know, those those shares moved from, from different hands, you know. And there's a whole million reasons why, you know, they, they would have exchanged shares and all that stuff. I mean, it happens every day mm-hmm. at market close, you know. But the fact that the volume was so low, going into then retail sales and um, manufacturing the next day and then manufacturing being minus 19. And I think uh, retail sales was 4.7% versus 0.4 expected. Maybe, no, it was 7% versus 0.7% versus 0.4%. Yeah, I think that's right. Sorry. 
Um, and, you know, so what does that even mean? <laughs> Why did I say it like that? <laughs> it sounds like, you know, like I have no fucking clue what that, <laughs> what that meant. What the hell you're talking about? Well, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the manufacturing minus 19 is huge. It's like recessionary. Yeah. And what that, what's scary about that is that's very early in the supply chain. Um, and so the flow down starts there. So if they're expecting, if they're already experiencing a recession at the early stage of the supply chain, that means that the infection's coming down the tunnel. Like it, it's coming. It's just, it hasn't finished. It's, it's just, it's a slow contagion that's moving. The thing about recessions is in, in depression, I mean, whatever, whatever downside action I'm ta- I'm talking about that, that infects an economy, a slowdown in the economy is it happens over multiple months and what you're looking for like when you're trying to spot it in a macro environment is um softening demand is a really good one you're looking for weakness in in early in early stages of the supply chain you're uh looking for slowdowns in spending you're looking for deflationary environments and why am I looking for a deflationary environment? I want cash to be hard so that businesses are desperate. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't mean I want it that. I mean, I'm looking when I'm looking for confirmation. I'm, I'm looking for, to find like find the clues, right? So, that's a clue that confirms it for me. Mm-hmm. I want I want cash on hand to be dropping, right? Right, and it'd be hard to acquire. And I want I want it to be really hard to leverage for credit, like. I don't. I don't want it to be easy for a a business to take out a line of credit. I, I want it to be hard, and I want it to be expensive. And you can start picking up the signs early on. I mean, uh, I would say I I think I was writing about October being a potent, like a tentative, like uh, the recession hits full stream, maybe even back in April. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was still, I mean, I was trying to be long biased. I think there was a bit of a bank crisis where there was some opportunity to do some shorts in April, but uh, outside of that, or maybe it was May. Yeah, it was May. Um, outside of that though, I mean, like it's been pretty much long, long, long and up is, is the winning trade of the year. So. Wait, so can I just pause you for a second? Uh-huh. You. I just want to make sure I didn't miss it. You you said something about on Monday, yesterday Monday or last mm-hmm. Monday about spy. Yeah. So you said that you were following the trend for spy, and it was started at four eighty seven. No, so my my algorithms wrote out a number. They they said like you know, the close above is is a um is a bullish signal if it closes above 447.40. And where'd it end? 448 something. Mm. And so I, would want, I think it was like 448 or 38. It was something. It was, a, it was an even number. Mm-hmm. Um, haha, autism. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. 
And so you were right about it. You called it. No, 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 no. I was, I was, I mean, it, yes, like it battled over 447.40 all day. So the algorithms were right. Like it, it may, it, it gave every signal that, that the mathematics were correct, that it was predictable, that like the liquidity made sense, that it was going to fail and then drop under the MA50. I didn't take into account how high the volume or how low the volume was that it would then create a small liquidity bubble in the final 15 minutes of trading that day. And I mean, I would have slightly altered my writing. I, it didn't really matter because I updated the chat. And I, I mean, for me, I, I knew instantly that that close made no sense. Uh, not that it made no sense, but that it wasn't realistic price action. And I mean, instantly after hours, huge whales came in and, and bought um, large options against IWM and SPY. And, you know, I mean, that multiple confirmations that, that you don't take the price action as real, that you continue to shorts, you don't have to bail out early in the morning, you just, you know, you let them ride. And um, actually, that that was was that I, I don't remember if that was this morning um probably because today's tuesday say tuesday mm -hmm. yeah so I, I i went to bed last night and i think futures were positive i was like in my head i was like all right well it, if it got if it got fucked then I'll just I'll figure out a way to like you know hedge down the expo like the exposure on it somehow and you know I'll, I'll flip positive and and try to do it you know has to be has to be done on it but um and then I woke up the next morning and it was down a percent so <laughs> so you're like oh good I was like I was like yeah that's that's uh, how it goes but I mean it does feel really good to make sure that like the macro is like understood and. I mean, it, it creates relief too that, you know, you write a major thesis and you, you put it out in the whole world to see and um, you're on a stage. I mean, you're on a stage and you're asking for everyone to judge you and then you can't cry when when people, you know, when you're wrong and when you're people go, you're go, you're a fucking idiot, you dumbass, you know, you dumbass, like, and um, you have to just take it right on the chin. I mean, and... I think that's one of the things that annoys me on, on Twitter is that there's a lot of like dodging responsibility and dodging like, um, you know, because like we all, we all fucking miss, like, I don't have a, per I don't have a perfect record. I miss all the time. <laughs> and I mean, the key is like, just, you know, first off, um, not like the size of your trade is really important. Mm -hmm. you're you shouldn't just have all your eggs in one basket there should be like diversified like a diversified they call it a diversified portfolio right like but really like you should have multiple trades ongoing you shouldn't just be like okay i'm going all in on this one trade and it better work out because if it doesn't work out like because if you think about it from like a probability perspective if you go 25 25 25 25 like you know uh, you put a fourth across through four trades right you have way better odds that one that one in four of those trades will be successful versus you're saying you're telling me that this one trade is is going to be successful like 
um you got to you got to have like this delayed decisions almost you want you want to spread out the decisions early and then concentrate them as the trend develops so and what i mean by that is like right so like if i have a hunch about ford and i have a hunch about um ion q and then i have a hunch about snow and i have a hunch about uh shit was i don't know nvidia right so four four different hunches all across the board right i divide it out in quarters well let's say ion q isn't right right well i cut ion q and i'm and i divvy it into the piles that are winning right so i i keep leaning further into my winners Mm-hmm. So that it's not that um, my dollar, the dollars or the cash that I put in are like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get the lowest price, but I'm trying to make sure that my money makes more incremental money, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't, I don't really care that, you know, the, fir- the first dollar I put in is going to make then $100 and that my second dollar that I put in because I put it in later will then make $75. It's still really positive motion. And I'm just trying to lean in and get, get a better return. Like I want my dollars just to keep accelerating forward. Right. So like any step in the right direction is good. Is good because if you, like you said, if you put all of it, all your eggs in one basket and then like it doesn't go the right way, you're pretty much screwed at that point and then right you lose out on all that money when you could have pulled out and put it somewhere else yeah for a little bit less like it's okay to take a little bit of loss also i i check gain. i check down and size out often you know like if i'm uncomfortable i, I just i'm out i'm done because mm-hmm. i think the longer you hold short-term trades the the more weight it like it weighs in your mind of like i really need this to be like i really i put in all this time like i want this to be right and you're less likely to pull the trigger right that that like yeah i want my fucking money man like you know um and fuck man now i'm down 30 percent like well maybe we'll go back and we'll go to 200 percent and well fuck that like you gotta stick to your rules you gotta you gotta let your decisions not start to intimidate you you know, because the moment that they start to intimidate you, you've lost the trade. So um, you gotta you gotta be agile. You gotta just roll with it, and you gotta roll in and out. And it's just you have to you just have to be decisive with it too. And that's where, like, I mean, I've talked about this before on the pod. Is uh, the decision fatigue? Is like you're constantly making hundreds, thousands of decisions every single uh, every every single day, like every single trading day, you know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're going to be exhausted if you're, if you're actively trading or at least you should be because, um, it's It's a lot of brain power, man. It's a lot of brain power, man. (laughs) And, uh, you're, you got a lot to go up against. I mean, you're, you're constantly trying to figure out a shifting environment that's, um, relatively predictable, but, at the same time, you know, you're, it, there's never a hundred percent certainty. I think the best certainty you're going to get is probably like 70% certainty on most trades. You know, like I, I'm good. And that's, that's rare. And, um, you know, you just, 
I think the I think the main thing I'm just trying to get across to to everyone is is that um, you know don't let your decisions become bigger in your own mind than they should be, and it's hard because that's way easier said than done. Um, but you know you just gotta you gotta practice the right habits for that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. And don't put all your eggs in one basket, idiot. Don't. Yeah, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, <laughs> you know, don't ever let something, don't ever let a trade be so big that it's going to keep you up at night. Um, it shouldn't. There, you should never be in something so risky that um, you can't fall asleep because of the size of it. You know, that's that's bad. I mean, I'm guilty of it. At times, just saying. I mean, like, there are things that I'm like, no, fuck, it's worth the risk, right? And the risk and the reward, and it does. I'm glad you saw just, my eye roll. I know. Because I do, I do. I mean, I mean I'm not I'm not perfect. There's sometimes where I, I do si- oversize a bit, and I, I do take some. some then you I mean, pull well, out too early, and then. No, no, but I, I've, been, I've been good this year. I mean, this year's been really great for me. I'm, I've been lucky about about the, all the trades that that we've had so far. It's your money tree. It's my money tree that I have now. And it's in a very good like feng shui spot. I don't have to like freak out over it <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um sometimes in my reflection of myself I'm like god, the levels of fucking like neuroticism I go to is just like insane. Like I'm I'm literally a madman. Like it's it's fucking crazy. I think that some money tree has some sort of an effect on me, you know? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Don't answer that. <laughs> Don't answer that. Just let me say it. Yeah. yeah. Let me just say it cathartically. I, You know, one of the things that I... I so, you think I, I've kind of explained what the thesis pretty well at, at this point? And it's yeah. kind of given a lot of good color to it. Okay. I just want to make sure that, that I feel like I've, I've kind of covered it and what's been going on and stuff and yeah, where I think it's going. I mean, I, so cathartically, one of the things that I wanted to talk about this, this week actually was, was uh, I'm having trouble with like comparisons, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Because I'm so fucking in my head competitive, and I've always been this way too. Yeah. Do you? Uh, did you read that reflection? I think it was Monday, where I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I one it's one of those things that's plagued me through life. Is like I've had to fucking grind. Like it's yeah, just, you've you've had to literally grab life like by your fingernails sometimes. Yeah, like, and just just holding on and fucking yeah. like. M- command it to mm-hmm. to like come to what i needed to do yeah and i mean it's it's meant days or multiple days where i don't sleep and you know uh, like not uh, not fixing things but like pro- unforeseen problems come about and i've i've had to deal with it so it hasn't been an easy life but um for me though, it's like then I see that fucker that 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 just everything comes easy, right? And you're like, man, why can't I like be one of those guys? 
you know, what's the, what's really their difference between me, like them and me? Mm -hmm. Because when you start to think about it, right. I mean, like I, I know just between you and me, right. I'm a fucking goddamn genius sometimes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (sighs) On some things, on other things I'm, um, on other things I school you. Yeah. But yeah. Incredibly thick. Like <laughs> incredibly strong. And um it's like it's like one of those th- it's one of those things where you you feel inadequate. It's like do people just not like me? Like am I too competitive? Am I overly aggressive because you know, they they don't try as hard as I do. You know, like I always I always have struggled with like how much should I try? How fast should I go? Because for me I want to go fast. I like to go fast. I like to do everything instantly. I like to get it all done quickly. I, I don't like to have to worry about things like later than they need to be. I like to live and cram in as much life every day as I can. Mm-hmm. You know? And I like it that way. Because for me it's um really satisfying like i don't i don't have i don't feel regret in like what i do each day but then like there's like objective measure like objective measures right somebody has a higher follower account than than me right but you work harder but maybe i work harder at it mm-hmm. right or somebody has more money than me but uh i thought i you know was but you know they they inherited it, and I've had to, you know, work for it. And because of it, they have more influence, you know, over than what, than what I do. Right. And it's, it can be really frustrating. And I think, I don't think I've resolved, resolved it. Like it's, it's something that I've gone. It eats at you sometimes. It eats at, it eats at me. I, but I've worked on it through life, right? Like I, I've tried to turn it into a competitive game with myself. It's like, okay, you know, competitively, how much can I slow down <laughs> and like, you know, try to live their lifestyle and just see like, what's it like, right? Like, don't go as fast. Be, be patient with things, you know, um, don't be overly ambitious. Don't, uh, you know, try to, try to swing too far and, I think um, there's some positives to that. Yeah. And I what I what I was trying to say was I don't think I've resolved it in the sense of like I don't think I have a piece of wisdom that I've come to yet that um, really puts me to pe- puts me at peace in a, in understanding it. If that makes sense. I don't know if you ever will understand it. I mean, you can't. You can't go into it thinking that you're gonna get everyone to be on your team, right? Like you, you've got to just continue to be who you are and who's meant for you and what the tribe is. Like people in the tribe are meant for you will come. You don't want you don't want to like right, right make right. yourself someone that you're not actually mm. just to get the subscribers or the followers or you know what have you i would also argue that like other other accounts that might have more followers they probably pay play more in the middle you're very opinionated (laughs) 
but your followers like that about you. You see what I'm saying? So, like, if you started playing middle ground, the followers that have been stuck with you would be like, what the fuck is this pussy shit? Yeah, so that's, Merlin. Yeah, so that's where I was going to go next with it all was, um, was like, I have those compar- like comparisons for about a minute. <laughs> and then somebody, like, you know, set says something and i'm like god i i hope he doesn't subscribe to my fucking like you know <laughs> sub stack i just i don't want that kind of a person like there's certain yeah. people i just don't want you don't want the negative negativity and like i i would say like obviously the sub stack is like newer and you've worked hard to get it to like where it's at and we can't control like the outside things in life like you know unfortunate events and like you've continued even though you've been like beat down essentially about it you've continued to like go forth educate your followers and like make the right plays to show that like you actually know what the fuck you're talking about you're not just making all this shit up like yeah and it's not really that like i even get upset over like oh why didn't you pick me or whatever blah, blah, blah. it's no. more like i'm just like a, i set these silly stupid goals in my head and i go fucking nuts over over like competing because it's it like, like in simpler terms like a girl that has straight hair, she wants curly hair. Why didn't I have curly hair? Like, why wasn't I born with curly hair? But then, like, two minutes later, she's over it. Or, like... Oh, yeah, no, that's 100%. Why didn't I have blue eyes yeah, when yeah. I was born? But, like, it's it's because, like... It's I've... something you're not. No, it's... It, yes. It's the, it's the competitive drive in me to, like, crush everyone else into fucking dust and just, like... Because I know there's like, there's this fucking greatness in me, right? I mean, there is, right? There's greatness mm-hmm. in all of us. Yeah. It's just, you know, what life do we choose to live? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I want, I want my life to live up to its potential. Yeah. And it's not that I'm like crying over why don't people like me. It's, oh, I know I could fucking do that, right? And it's like, it's like, how far can I push myself and how fast can I push myself? And then it becomes a competition with myself mm-hmm. over, you know, how fast can I go? And how fast can I grow a fund? How fast can I, you know, grow a sub stack? How fast can I, whatever, right? Run a race. Yeah. Um, and But you have to be careful with that because... Oh yeah, but like so that's that's the thing though, right? It's then there's the dichotomy of like, well, I know you don't I reach the goal that you that you set in your in your little monkey brain, and then you like, you know, human nature, you get down on yourself, like, you know, the classic goal: I want to lose fifteen pounds by three months or something, but you only lose ten. Well, then you like essentially like you can beat yourself up over it, and then that's where. I do beat myself up over it, though. I know. Even when I That's even when I haven't finished, I beat myself up over it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why haven't I even like passed it yet? Like, I gave myself really hard goals <laughs> <laughs> in a in an impossible timeline. <laughs> why am I not fucking there yet? Why am I not already done with that? 
Yeah, it makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah. It's just me being it's it's my own head. I'm so fucking crazy that I know, but you also like I mean, you are very optimistic, but you also I guess it's your way of like speaking it into existence too. What my goals? Yeah. Like you set these incredible goals because deep down you know you can do it. Right. And then, I mean, I don't know. I would say half the time you do do it, so. Half? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm better than that. Okay, 75% of the time. I don't know when I've ever failed. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, so that's really... So... Then this is where I want to take the conversation now is like, it wasn't it, also too like, yeah, it's right. You're right. It's more like, it's more like me going like, oh, boohoo for like, you know, half a second. Like, yeah. don't even, don't even take it seriously that I would, that, um, I, I would even care for a second. I mean, I would, I would do what I do every day just because that's who I am, yeah. you know, um, not because I'm trying to be something else. No, I just want to be me. Mm-hmm. And um, what, where I was trying to take this was that, so I passed 6,000 followers tonight, and it started making me think about how much of a box you can put yourself in. Because if you try to live by other people's expectations and you try to, like, be things which I think is like what you were saying earlier. It's like, you don't want to be that. Like, and you're right. Like, I don't want to be that. I'm very opinionated. <laughs> I tell horrible jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reference Futurama far too much, you know, to the point that I say it so seriously. People, people think I'm like, saying something you know something fucking yeah anyways right i mean i wrote i wrote a comment today that said um it took three hours it took three hours to write i thought it'd take three hours to read like and fry says it in um oh gosh when the aliens invade and they just want to they want one of the old fox episodes back i think it's like season two um and you know, I I mean I don't know I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with any of that. I just I'd rather be me. I'd rather not be in a box, and I'd rather live the expectation like to no expectations. If if I fail because I I've chosen to be me, um, I can live with that. If those are like where my natural limits are, you know? I was more so just getting at. I'm sure that you could reach ten thousand followers. It's gonna take longer. Mm-mm. Because I bet I can shush. <laughs> let me talk. <laughs> I know that you could reach the ten thousand followers, but it's probably going to take a longer time than it does other people because you are so opinionated. You're not going to get the eyes of everyone else. Like you're not going to get that attraction from all the people. Essentially, you know, you're you're like cornering yourself off. Because of how different you are, 
but that's what makes you so unique and that's why like you have the strong following that you do have yeah i totally agree and that's what i want i mean at the end of the day i want i'd rather i'd rather be passing it on don't to... be a clown on twitter just to get ten thousand followers well, i i don't even think i would know how to be a clown yeah you can shape shift i'm sure you could do it <laughs> just don't <laughs> I I still tweet the same way I tweet it when I had no followers. Yeah. I still I still reply to myself in comments and tell a joke to myself. I don't you were telling me this the other day that like if I ever, you know, if I was ever actually famous, I probably wouldn't change a single thing. I mean, we know, like, you know, even with like everything that we have, like I haven't all the time you've known me. Nothing's ever changed. You are Adam Sandler. What's that? Adam Sandler? No, oh, sorry. What do you mean? <laughs> like, he just walks around in a white tee and basketball shorts. He's, like, incredibly, like, right. successful. You don't give a fuck. Because, like, the clothes don't define him and, like, you know. You won't give a fuck. You would, you would still wear the same thing that you wear, speak the same way that you speak. Like, Yeah, you know what was really interesting what, that I learned early on was like I chased, when I first came into some pretty good money early on, I bought like some things that I thought would make me happy, like a really expensive watch. And um, some of the, like a few things were like, you know, good. Like I really liked it. It was nice to have. It was nice to have, but the majority of the things I bought off off like early, it just it made me. F- I got it, and I felt hollow. It didn't give me any additional satisfaction. It didn't make me feel any happier. Um, and I think it's because, and in in that moment, I realized that. I never really wanted like, you know, a nice car. I wanted I wanted the cha- like I wanted to chase the journey. Like I like going on journeys and I like trying new things. And um I think that that is a mistake that a lot of young traders make is that they think that by buying that you know that their vision of trading and wealth are you know, is is like, well, I can buy a Lambo. And once I have a Lambo, I'll be happy. And the problem is, is that um, wealth doesn't solve any of your problems. It only make it only magnifies and amplifies it. it, makes it a lot louder and a lot more visible. And that's why like so many rich people are such fucking assholes and they're so loud. Some of like the happiest people that I know. Um, and some of the you know smartest and wisest people that I know in, in C-suites, they live like fucking monks because internally, like spiritually, they are they're just they're very sound people and they, they live really rich lives. And they they've realized that community is more important and that, you know, like the connections that we have with people and the time that we have is is the most important thing. 
They're more grateful. More, they're more grateful in some ways. I think, yeah. yeah. I, I think they've realized a lot of them have realized that, you know, um, yeah. I mean, like, it's nice to have have comforts. Like, I'm not, I'm not knocking anything like that. But if you're just chasing like a material, like material objects, once you have one material object, you're just going to chase them the next material object. Like, you need to take a step back and realize what you're doing and not be a slave to to uh you know the distraction a, a distraction of yeah and and not focusing on on healing yourself and fixing yourself and, and coming to like a greater mastery of yourself and coming to a greater mastery of like understanding life and um it's a really big mistake i think that people make and I think that's why, like you, you said, like okay, so you you've never changed, and I think the reason why I've never really changed is because, um, I figured out early on that, you know, this wasn't this wasn't solving any of my happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, like I'm not saying like, because uh, like money does solve happiness to a certain degree, up to a certain point, as long as it covers your cost of living. Uh, then, then have you know your your basic standard unit of happiness is covered, right? <laughs> and your stress is pretty is relatively reduced, right? And you do live a, a relatively happier life. Mm-hmm. But after that point, then it, it becomes more about like you know, well, what kind of a life are you living? Are you following what interests you? Are you like following your passion? Are you doing things that um bring you joy bring you joy and i think the problem is is that we spend so so much time chasing things that we don't stop for a moment when oftentimes we should and evaluate am i doing things that are actually bringing me joy and am i building into my life things that can bring me joy and it's it doesn't it doesn't even have to be related to trading. I I think that if you work a standard 9 to 5 job, right? And your boss tells you, you know, stay you need to stay past 7. Like, okay, fine. You know, one time whatever. Right? But if you're doing some a job you hate and you want it to be, I don't know, a roller skater. <laughs> you know? And now your job doesn't allow you to roller skate, but you're like, man, if I just save up enough money one day and I'm going to get rich and I will then be able to roller skate all I fucking want, you know? And then you die miserable because you never had the time. You never made the time for it. Like if you aren't making the time now for what you love, you're not going to make the time later because there'll be another excuse. There will be. I mean, you know? Yeah. Uh, it'll be well i have too much money now i need to manage it right i don't have time to do it or or literally time is the excuse or the actual factor right like now you're too old now you're like you know now you can't get on skates now you can't get on skates because you've had both your knees replaced <laughs> and i hope not no, these knees are lasting me for forever. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So 
I, I just think that if you don't make time now for things that you love and you can't find peace in your current life, uh, money isn't going to solve that after a certain degree. And you need to build in and make time for the things that you do love. Because if you don't, and you don't take care of yourself, and you don't take care of like, like your life and, and make it worth living, then you'll be, you'll die sad. Well, then what was the point of living your life? Why would you live your life in misery, right? I mean, it's your life. Yeah. Why, why waste it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, your life means nothing and it means everything. You know? Nothing in the sense of you can like become whatever it, you need to be that that day. It's up to you to like make it a good life, but right. But ultimately, it's up to yeah, it is up to you at the end of the day to make it a good life. And the uh, the thing though is that you have to then build in what makes you happy and not worry about the rest. You know. Beautifully said. Thank you. You're like a poet sometimes. Yeah, what did I say that was poetic, though? <laughs> oh, just like your outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think life is poetic, you know? That's... That's the thing about it is like it's hard not to be romantic about life and then at the same time it's hard not to be pragmatic completely about life. Um all right, well we're both very old. <laughs> <laughs> and is very very late. So um if you've listened this far into the pod, I hope you know that I am incredibly grateful for all the support that people have given me and that, you know, I, I really do enjoy writing every day and that I enjoy like teaching and I enjoy um, being able to do a podcast with Gwen because I love her so much. <laughs> um, so much that I almost get myself in trouble every week with her. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do three pods. We're going to do three pods. We're doing that. Yeah. How much time? We've done an hour and 22 minutes so far. So we, we did about halfway for my three hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll do one Thursday. We'll do one Friday. Okay. <laughs> so put it on your calendar. Yeah. And if it's not there, I'll write it for you tomorrow. Okay. 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 Um, anyways, I think that's it. So... <laughs> anyways mic drop this was the Wiz Merlin uncensored is that the name of the pod yeah I think it is oh my god (laughs) and I have uh, I have a paid sub stack I do think it's really worth people's time to go read and I hope I hope people go read it and, and get enjoyment out of it so What? Oh, are you talking about the vet 
discount and the student discounts have? Yeah, because I thought um, schools have started back. Oh, yeah, schools have started back. And if you are an economics major or or if you're any kind of student and, uh, you know, I I want students to be able to afford it. So uh, it is the same price as a Netflix subscription for for um for students if you sign up with the substack and hopefully the substack makes you back for that for that netflix subscription so you know it it will pay for it it should pay for itself and you know i i think education is important so i i do hope i i have tried to get really good at Substack so that I can offer uh, offer it to the widest audience possible that that are interested in, in educating and investing in themselves and um, yeah that's it all right well I love you thank you for doing this podcast with me so late love you <laughs>